I'm Michael Brennis, and this is the Showbiz Roundup. My guest today is alto saxophonist Max Besessen, a 2016 graduate of Oberlin Conservatory, currently living in Chicago. Max and I recorded this interview at the end of February 2020, in advance of a Madison show that was to happen in April of that year, but was of course canceled. Our discussion has value, I think, both as a historical document and as a window into how normal things were back then. We clearly had no idea what was coming in a few short weeks. Out of necessity, Max will be making a couple of substitutions for his upcoming Bluestem Jazz show on the Garver patio Friday, May 21st. When he booked this show, there was no way to know if he could string enough dates together to be able to fly in the members of his quintet who live outside the Midwest. So for this show, he's drawing some heavies in from Milwaukee and Chicago. During the pandemic, Max put his time off the bandstand to good use, teaching virtually and live streaming some gigs. He also woodshedded a pile of music from the 70s and 80s that will form the basis for a new album to be recorded later this month. Max promises a sneak preview of this repertoire at The Garver Show. Tell me about your quintet. I'm interested in the connections. You know, there seems to be a strong Oberlin connection. Some of your members are in Chicago. Put the pieces together for me, if you would. Yeah. Um, I mean, so uh, we all met more in Chicago than we did at Oberlin, although Eric and Ethan, uh, the piano player and the bassist, were all at Oberlin at roughly the same time. Um, but the group really started playing together. In fact, I don't think any of us really played together when we were in school. Um, the group really started playing together from doing a few gigs uh, in Chicago starting at the beginning of 2018. Um, and yeah, it was just a place for me to kind of workshop some of my new compositions and um, for other folks to bring in music too. And, and I think we all kind of mutually enjoyed playing with one another and um, the music was getting, you know, better and better. We were developing more of a group rapport, um, so much so that I, I felt I wanted to document the band. And um, I, <clears throat> I, I wanted to, you know, we, we did a little kind of informal recording at the, the end of summer of 2018. And I liked it, but I wanted to do something a little bit on a little bit of a larger scale so that I could really feel comfortable promoting and selling as like my first album. So I, uh, I talked to Ron Miles, who's, uh, uh, someone I've known since I was a young person in Denver and, uh, we all got together in Denver and recorded this album. Yeah. I was going to touch on Ron Miles cause not to diminish the other folks in the group, but he's definitely like a name player Joshua Redman, Bill Frizzell, Brian Blade. He's got his own groups and lots of albums as a leader. How did you get his interest in this project? Um, you know, I, the informal recording that we made at the end of the summer of 2018 that I mentioned, I just sent him some of that and um, mentioned that I would like to record. And, and he, as he does, responded very uh, enthusiastically and, and kindly and um we yeah we set a date and 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 did and did some some playing and some recording is the group on tour do you guys have a bunch of dates or is the madison show more of a one-off uh no we have a whole so the record comes out may 1st it's called trouble it's out on ropa dope records and um 
Then we have a week of dates before that from the 23rd through the 29th all over the Midwest. Ropadope is something of an achievement, is it not, to release something on Ropadope? Uh, I was surprised, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, Christian Scott Attende and um, Eddie Palmieri and a host of other very uh, successful artists are on that label. So yeah. I feel very honored to be a part of it. Cool. You talked a little bit about the music, um, but is it more or less your compositions or what percentage wise are other people bringing to the band sure um so the record is 10 tracks and of those 10 eight are my compositions one is a, a sammy contune called be my love and one is something that eric the pianist wrote um i would say the majority of the music at this point is mine the, the band has kind of as bands do it morphs over time so it's grown more and more to be like my project um but i think um you know, everybody contributes, and uh, and live will probably play several compositions of Eric's and maybe one or two of Ethan's too. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes to categorize music. I mean, I, I don't like to categorize music, but just is there a point of reference or something that the audience or listeners can point to in your music? Yeah, um, I mean, I think uh, you know the modern the word words modern jazz mean a lot of different things to different people. But I think this is, you know, it's improvised music um, that has a pretty distinctly contemporary uh, bent. I think there's also elements of what people here in Chicago would call creative music, the music that kind of radiates out from the AACM and other uh, kind of local icons of freely improvised music. I think there's an influence of that. Um, and then... Uh, of course, all of these genre labels carry with such baggage with them, but there's also kind of a uh, quote-unquote world music element to this because I spent uh, a, I spent a year traveling uh, in India, Ghana, and Cuba with this uh, fellowship organization called the PB Fund, and some of the music kind of explicitly references some of those experiences and some of the musical things I learned doing that. Mm -hmm. As we know, modern practitioners of this music have to go many different directions to stay afloat these days. What's your path through all of this? Uh, you mean financially? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, Chicago is a great place to live and do it. Um, so I teach a couple of days a week. I have about 10 students who come to my apartment that I teach saxophone and uh, other woodwinds. And then uh, I have a couple of uh, piano students, too. Mm -hmm. And then I teach a couple high school jazz bands. And other than that, I'm just performing about three, four times a week here in Chicago. I play regularly at the Green Mill and Constellation and places like this. Mm -hmm. On your website, you have a blog that I think contains some thoughtful analysis about some fairly difficult topics. It's kind of vulnerable in a way, and it's introspective. Do you get comments from people? Do people find you through that? Or do audiences reference that to you? And what was your impetus to start that? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for reading it. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you taking the time. I think that that really demonstrates a, uh, a thoughtfulness on your part. So I really appreciate that. Well, I have, to uh, say, I have to say I was kind of skimming it. And then I got to some parts and I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of deep. And you know, <laughs> I, I got into it. Sure. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, I think the only folks who've really read it are, are like my friends and my family. 
Um, I think there are people who read the first entry because uh, you know I stopped I stopped writing it. That's like a that's kind of like a travel diary from that year I spent abroad. Um, so the last time I really uh, wrote in there was the uh, like uh, July of 2017 when I got back to the U.S. Um, and so I, I left that kind of first entry up there as kind of like a, both a conclusion and a summary of the other information that's on there because it's fairly dense. So that I think it's be pretty hard to really read through the whole thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think in my music and in my life, I, uh, I think I try to adopt a stance of, of honesty and vulnerability and avoid irony. I think there's like a real, uh, such a, I think the word that's coming to mind is preponderance. There's so much irony out there, especially I think in uh, um, in music and improvised music, um, coming from people who studied in school. That I uh, I think um, there's just not much of a place for that in my music. I try to be sincere and vulnerable, and I think that's what brings people in. Mm-hmm. So, what's next for you? You thinking about grad school? Keep playing? And yeah, it's a good question. Um, I. I've thought I've I've definitely thought seriously about about grad school, and I think that is in my future in the next few years. Um, but at the moment, I feel I'm learning the most from just being out here playing music. So I my even if I do do grad school, it will be um, kind of a companion activity to continuing to make new music, write music, perform music, play with other people, play with my own groups, and um, just learn by doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. I guess I thought of that because, you know, reading your blog, it just seems like you have a knack for sort of a scholarly angle on things. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, you know, in terms of kind of specific things that I'm doing, there are a couple of new groups who that are kind of starting up. I have a couple of new projects, um, one of which focuses on compositions by other people. Most of the things that I've been doing have been my own music, so... I'm starting up a band that um, does like music post 1970 um, by like great jazz composers up until now and kind of deals with their music and maybe kind of invites the listener to think about how those, because I think that's kind of a strangely underrepresented period of time compositionally, like 1970 to about 2000 for in the jazz world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm playing music like that. And then I'm starting a new group with some totally new group with some improvisers here in Chicago. Um, that focuses on on my music, but incorporates a little bit more of an uh, electronic element. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds very intriguing. I look forward to hearing some of that down the line. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, I guess I'd I'd just say uh, if you find yourself in Madison, Milwaukee, Chicago, Ann Arbor, Cleveland. Um, at the end of April, I hope you'll come check us out. And if you look on my website or my social media pages, there's information on those, or there will soon be information on all those performances. Um, and I just really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to chat and give some folks more information on our tour and our and, uh, the album. Yeah, great. I'm happy to do it. Well, that's it for another installment of the Showbiz Roundup. If you'd like more information about this show or any of the past or future shows presented by Bluestem Jazz, you can head over to bluestemjazz.org. And you can follow my doings or be in touch via rattletickbuzz.com. Catch you later.